0: BGK returned to the ice Sunday minus one player who has his name on the cup and the team is getting healthy as William Carlson was back on the ice and several other players are now skating on their own. We'll get into everything on this Monday edition of Locked On Golden Knights. Your
1: Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hi again, everyone. Tony Credasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast. And please make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. We are brought to you today by Sleeper. Download the app. Get up to $100 match on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On NHL. Chris, Sunday, VGK returns to the ice to practice the first time. I think it was in eight days. As the team met as a whole, VGK had to bid farewell to a popular player, Braden Pahal, uh, placed on waivers Saturday, and then picked up by the Flames on Sunday. Bruce Cassidy said that he sees this as an opportunity for the guy that they call Pickles, had to go back and like do some digging. Who in the world is Pickles? And so they, he thinks that he'll get a good opportunity to get more playing time or minutes in Calgary. And we heard from Cassidy saying that the NHL and with this team, it's a numbers game.
1: For sure. A hundred percent. And I'm trying to find their, the, the flames like think this is a pretty uh significant. um
0: Oh, his name's on the acquisition,
1: cup. which is fine. I mean, listen, not going to knock um Braden Pahal and what he did in his, op- with his opportunities and things like that. And, I'm trying to remember what game it was, but Pahal just had a pretty poor game. And at that moment, there you had been Hutton around. Bjornfoot wasn't in the picture yet. Um, Korzak was doing okay. Hutton was doing fine. And it just felt like from that moment on, Pahal found himself on the bench. And I'm not saying there's any problems or anything like that. It's not the case. But just sometimes a player doesn't click. Other players pass you on the depth chart. and this is something that I brought up multiple times, I believe, on the podcast. I can't remember how long ago it was, but I felt Pahal was going to be a waivers casualty. You did. You did. I'll give you in, credit. Yep, you guess, did. As people, uh, as people will be returning to health. And obviously, it's like Cassidy said, it is a numbers game, obviously. Coach Cassidy did mention that he has his name on the Stanley Cup. So there you go, Tony. I don't know if you caught that part of it. So bitter. I'm just um, bitter about that. Very high character player, which is good. I mean, that's definitely fair. And, you know, now he gets a shot to show what he can do maybe with with a little more playing time with the Flames. Um, It's not a bad claim for the Flames, right? It's only upside as far as they're concerned. Um, Flames are in a weird spot, and hopefully Pahala does well. And now we get another welcome back video next, next season. Yeah, VGK not in a pickle. This was a depth piece, but as you mentioned,
0: odd man out. Had to throw that in
1: there. How is that not the open? That should have been the open, Tony. You screwed up today. Should have been the open.
0: So, Pahal, now, he, the past five seasons he spent with VGK, uh, started with the Chicago Wolves. With the Chicago Wolves, went to the Silver Knights, 17 games with VGK. Oh, my goodness. He Does, does he have upside? I mean, he's 24 years of age, and we've seen deals like this before. Where players leave the VGK. Uh, they're stuck, you know, in a numbers game, so to speak. And then they go somewhere else and they flourish a little bit.
1: Do you think he has that upside? Um, I it's too early to tell. I mean, he didn't get a long enough opportunity in Vegas. Um, you mentioned time with the Chicago Wolves. That's obviously when the Golden Knights had their had their affiliation and everything and everything. But now, but it's, now it's
0: rigged. Now it's rigged because
1: they're right down the street. Yes, yes, yeah. The whole yeah, really thing, right you're gonna twist that. Yeah. I mean, looking at at Pahal's stats, like his stats. I mean, obviously, with the, in the WHL, he had a really good offensive season with 15 goals and 36 assists, 66 points. Outside of that, like once he got into the AHL, he really more developed into that stay at home defenseman. Um, a poor man's Braden McNabb, and I just say that because there's obviously a talent gap and an experience gap between the two. Can Braden Pahal get himself to an everyday, you know, third line uh, defenseman type role or third pairing defensive type of role? Could he maybe get paired with you know the likes of a Shea Theodore, whoever that version of that team is with the Calgary Flames? You know, because he's going to be the one that stays home. Possibly, he could certainly turn into that. Um, there definitely was enough of a sample size to know that when the defensemen are healthy. You're playing Hutton before Pahal, you're playing Korczak before Pahal, mm-hmm. you're playing Bjornfoot ahead of Pahal, and the team, I think, thought higher, Neil Miramanov will obviously hit that in a second here. So really, Pahal found himself 10th on the depth chart, and there's just no room for that type of player, given the contract situation. So cap casualty, waiver casualty, it's going to happen wasn't a player that's going to necessarily negatively impact the Golden Knights for a Stanley Cup run, would have been more beneficial to see him go down to Henderson, who obviously could use that type of help. Also announced on Sunday,
0: as you just alluded to, Danil Marimonov, he was put on the LTIR list from the long-term conditioning list that popped up on Cap Friendly yesterday when I was just browsing around. And so any idea what this move, Chris, is all about?
1: No, I mean I'm just looking at some of the different um, chat rooms and stuff that I'm in, and I saw people allude to the fact that Mirmanov was maybe seen like limping a little bit. Well, who's not limping after a hockey game? Or um, after a vacation else, in Cabo, vacation. In or Cabo. after a vacation in Cabo, yeah. There you, there you go. I mean, it's just there's not a lot of news out there talking about. Miromanov and something that may or may not have happened in the weekend's games. So it's odd to see someone come off of a long-term conditioning stint or however it's worded in the NHL and go back to the LTIR. That seems strange. Uh, Miramanov was medically cleared on January 23rd, according to cap friendly. And, you know, I think that my concern from, but coach Cassidy also mentioned he was possibly healthy today or in yesterday's press conference. So I don't know if Cassidy was not on the same page. I don't know if there's a a reason. I'm not 100 percent sure as to what's going on. Um, I hope this is not a new injury or a reaggravation of miramanov's current injury because, I mean, let's face it, he's missed. I want to say what like eight months of activity, ten months. Like he's been. Done. It was an ACL, he, right? Like, I mean, I think even I think so. I mean, the, I don't know if it was ever announced. I mean, I saw the guy. On a scooter a couple of times, you know, last Cassidy season. Cassidy slipped
0: and said that. He said that in the past.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, then I didn't yeah. catch that. Okay, Cassidy was giving a lot of information mm-hmm. yesterday's Too much information. Talking about yeah, yesterday. Amadio's food allergy, and they called it a lower body injury. Who in the world that's was not, that? That's yeah. not a good day. That's not a good day. <laughs> so, <All right. laughs> no, real fact, just my concern on Miramanov is this is a new injury, and he's been gone for seven, eight months, and he's right back to LTIR. You hope this isn't like a career-threatening situation because that would be terribly unfortunate. Miramandov, he's one of the most—pardon me—he's one of the the most well-liked Silver Knight players. That was an and upper he, body injury, right there. Just, that that was, yeah, no, we he held that one in. Um, and then, obviously, with the Golden Knights in his you know short time, the dude scoring goals, moving the puck well, and really could have been a short-term answer to a lot of the Golden Knights' problems on the defense without having Shea Theodore. Yeah, when Cassidy
0: did speak about Mironov in the past, one time he did say, you know, an ACL injury. I had one of those, and you know, this is what happened and True. whatever. Yeah, so, them, yeah,
1: yeah, he it was both of them, right? Yeah,
0: Cassidy. Yeah, or no, mentioned, Cassidy
1: mentioned that a few times. He's yeah. uh, injured both his ACLs, both and, ACLs.
0: Yeah. yeah. Coming up next, William Carlson back on the ice on Sunday. After coming off the injured list during the All-Star break, we talk about his return, other players returning to the ice, and maybe back perhaps soon. We'll get into all that when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. We want to remind you that you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. What players would you like to take this week to win 100 times the money? Fans can also play Daily Fantasy NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, college football, and more on Sleeper. And you can connect with all the other fans as well, some of the players perhaps that you want to pick, although watch out for that guy being a little bit lazy in Nikita Kucherov. Oh, my goodness, the skills competition, the no skills competition. He pulled a Pasternak on us there. Um, 85 points so far. McKinnon with 84. J.T. Miller has good value there, Mr. Gallick, because Miller, 67 points, but he only has 100 shots on goal, this guy, mostly assists he's got. So don't forget, you can do this and pick projections uh, for things like goals, for assists, for saves, plus, minus, and much, much more in a given game. To win 100 times your bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard us VGK fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention. now. your picks now. And you could start winning big. Use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, and you will get up to $100 match in your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use. Welcome back. Locked on Golden Knights, this Monday edition, a very busy, busy, busy week ahead for some of us <clears throat> on this broadcast today. Uh, we appreciate you making us your first listen. Thank you so much. And don't forget, on Fridays, WTF, Saturdays, the Chris and Chris exclusive, and that's on YouTube. And little Chris had some, man, he came out with some fire this past weekend. Yeah.
1: No. No, no, Chris. Yes, Chris, no. Chris caught me off guard. So we were he's been watching about... the podcast and he's modeling oh, yeah. himself after me. I'm sure. So we were talking on Saturday, me and Chris and the Chris and the Chris show about which Golden Knights may have done well in various skills competitions that they had during the all star weekend. And we got to that passing one, the one that um, Kucherev was absolutely terrible in. And I asked Chris, who would have done well in that? In that competition, Chris says Colossar. I look at him like, what do you you mean Colossar? He's like, well, he never scores, so he can probably pass really well. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Christopher. Oh, Christopher. Uh, William Carlson,
0: Vegas Bjorn, was back on the ice on Sunday after going scoreless without a goal. Actually injured for 13 games. Uh, Cassidy said that he is getting close. Good to see him, he said. And hoping that Carlson will be back on the ice on Tuesday against Edmonton. So now, Chris, we've got Vegas Bjorn back. Vegas Bjorn foot, slew foot is coming back. Tobias, that is. Uh, I'll use my own. Hey, I'll use my own nicknames. If Bruce is going to do this, impressors. If you're an out-of-town media person, it's just how do you figure out who the heck Pickles is? Okay. So, Cassidy said Dorofiev is scheduled to skate on Tuesday, not back yet. And some other updates from Cassidy, Eichel, Theodore, Carrier, Hutton are now skating on their own. So we could see a return perhaps from most of these players, if not all, by the middle part or end of this month. What are your thoughts?
1: Um, first of all, back to Carlson. Coach Cassidy has to, will officially make the announcement Tuesday if he's going to be in or not. I'm sure Carlson will draw back in. Dorofiev probably by the end of the week. As far as everybody else, the fact that they're on the ice skating now is tremendous news. I would say the short side, middle of the month to the end of the month is probably a reasonable expectation for as far as a timeline goes, for all these players to potentially return. Um, I don't know who outside of Dorofiev would be the soonest. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to play out. But I would have to assume, hoping that nothing new happens, I would say somewhere in the next two weeks, you will start to see a trickle and maybe even a tiny bit less. And I think uh, the end of February is probably a good over-under as far as if every you know a good line is set, if every single injured player will return, and if that's the case, I mean that's definitely more welcoming news than what we might have expected on some of these players. Of course, Jack Eichel, I've heard anywhere from you know a little four to six week situation to season ending, and anything in between. um You look at what's happening on miramanov Hopefully, no one goes backwards, unfortunately, or like what happened with Aiden Hill a while back. So. Definitely welcoming news, as um, we'll hit more on February in the third segment, of course, but the Gold Knights have a relatively light February compared to the rest of the season and some of the other months they've had. So, Gold Knights are in a really nice spot right now. They're in a real nice spot as far as injuries, games coming up, and players returning. So,
0: Carlson, was he ready, do you think, before the break? And they just held him out because the day after the Detroit game, They announced that he's off of LTIR, so he's healthy. What was that all about?
1: You know, there's always a reason. The team just doesn't announce things for the sake of announcing things. There's always a reason to the timing and stuff like that. Why did they wait the first day of the break to announce Carlson? That's a good question. I don't have an answer for that, but I'm sure there is an answer for that. Um, Could Carlson have possibly come back sooner? If this was a playoff situation... And the fact that all of a sudden, right after the season, the regular season, you know, goes into a pause, so to speak, they say, OK, you're ready. They felt there was enough of a a wide enough berth, I guess that's the appropriate way to say it, in which that Carlson could have come would would be good to come back sometime between the break and obviously the game against the Oilers. Um you have to wonder if that was kind of the plan for a while, if that was the circled game, if you will. Uh, You go back to Jay Woodcroft's comments about William Carlson. Um, Shutting down isn't the word to use, but definitely slowing down McDavid's production a little bit as Carlson was basically matched up directly with Connor McDavid as much as they could have. So not an easy assignment to uh, your first game after missing basically a month of play. Carlson was gone after the after the Winter Classic, and we didn't see him, obviously, until yesterday, returned to the ice. So you're going to have McDavid, who's certainly in his midseason form. Just, uh, I mean, if there's any hope, I guess, for McDavid to slow him down, it's the All-Star weekend, right? Players have that All-Star weekend. They have uh, that time off and everything. And then the All-Star game itself, they're they're playing at about 15% speed. So maybe it'll take a second for McDavid's legs to come back and dry cycle for that matter, too. Hopefully Carlson can weather that storm long enough to where his legs come back. And as the game progresses, Carlson can do what he does against McDavid. And that's shutting him down. No, I mean, if you shut him down, that's wonderful, but you know, keep him to two points or less, keep him to two points or less. And I, I like think I, my over under is three and a half.
0: Cause he's going to be on a mission. I really think he's going to burn Willie Carlson.
1: I the do Oilers are they are on that mission. That Stanley cup or bus statement that we were all laughing at, uh, about four months ago. We're not laughing anymore. Not laughing no, anymore. That's so crazy.
0: Uh, and then, what are, seriously, what are they going to do with this Bjorn guy? What do they do with him? He's out in a red jersey at practice yesterday. Uh, some of these
1: pieces have to go away, right? Yes and no. So, looking at Cap Friendly, the only player who is on LTIR that's going to factor into things is Shafi. Is Dier Robin right Robin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Shay Theodore makes $5.2 million. As of today, February the 5th, the Golden Knights have $4.495 million in cap space that they can utilize right now this second. They can sign a player for $4.4 million as long as they got a roster spot and they would fit in the lineup. Shay Theodore makes 5.2. dollars million. We'll say they have, they just call it $4.5 million of available cap space. So in order to get Shay Theodore back in the lineup, the Golden Knights would have to shed uh, seven hundred and change off of their current roster. Enter Caden Korzak, who is who does have a two-way contract and his waivers exempt. Korzak makes seven eighty-nine. Korczak can be sent down to the AHL without another team claiming him, and it frees up enough cap space. So, and that that also does include, I believe, uh, Bjornfoot as well. Bjornfoot is on IR right now, so. contracts, roster size, injured. Yeah, the Gold have enough room as far as if Bjornfoot and Theodore were to come back, there's enough. There's a way for it all to work out. So there you go. All right.
0: At what point do you think, VGK, let's say Eichel, is one of those injuries that maybe they want to hold out for the postseason? Is there a certain point that they hold him out until that they put him onto LTIR if it does come down to that to kind of – Do a Mark Stone, stone away, stowaway uh,
1: type of a thing? It's free. It's it's a free roll type of situation. So if you go, if someone's out, their LTIR or their IR time is retro back to their first game miss. So Jack Eichel obviously has already exhausted more than enough games to qualify for what you need to return for IR or LTIR. So the team has nothing to lose right now by keeping him where he is, unless the Golden Knights wish to make a move. If tomorrow Jack Eichel goes to LTIR, that means on Tuesday you're going to see the Golden Knights announcing a big trade of some sort to possibly, now I won't say replace, but you know to have a top line center because Eichel is going to be gone for an extended period of time. Um, if Eichel doesn't, or any of the, if Eichel doesn't hit LTIR then you're not going to see anything happen. Will the Golden Knights move him to LTIR? Not unless it's absolutely necessary, but dear God, if uh, it was like two weeks go by and all of a sudden Eichel has a setback and he goes to LTIR, it's going to be a poop storm. Yeah, it definitely could be.
0: So where does William
1: Carlson fit in? I mean, it depends on how they want to do this right now. Um, I feel like we can probably spend a whole segment tomorrow talking about the lines if we wanted. But if you look at what this Nick is how was Glenn doing, shows, folks. And yeah, no, exactly. Your show this is the pre napkin. This is. The but pre-napkin. you did have,
0: but you did have uh, some napkinness going where you had your lines right where you drew them out. I just saw the numbers, or did you have the lines picked out with uh, the nicknames? I thought I saw pickles in there. I thought I saw a Doro in there. No?
1: Was that something? No. Oh, I, I got – well, I got the – I still got the picture here. So, I mean, what I liked, and, and obviously, Dorf, and this is also with Eichel coming back and stuff. So, this is really a a moving target. But I think they go one, two, three down the middle. Wa Stevenson, Carlson for now. Uh, without Eichel in the lineup, you can't get too cute trying to move players from uh, the center to the wing just based on the depth. Especially first Six game back, dollar. I think they'll – third line center there you go um stanley cup winning third line center Tony. i'll just get it right here um but you're not going to get cute with it i think they try and keep carlson's minutes as reasonable as possible i say as possible because mcdavid probably skates 23 minutes a game right now and if mcdavid's going to be out there 23 minutes they're going to try to have carlson out there for probably 17 or 18 of those minutes directly on him i mean that was the that was the formula last year to beat the Edmonton Oilers besides obviously getting past their leaky defense and terrible goaltending and which they don't have this year so the last thing you have to do is do your best to slow down McDavid and William Carlson did that I mean William Carlson's one of the only centers to do that in the game so you know I'll give Carlson his credit for doing that and that was a big part of getting by the Edmonton Oilers in that extremely tough series and you know tomorrow's game well I'll talk more about this tomorrow but Tomorrow's game means so much more to the Oilers than it does the Golden Knights. No, means no. So much more to the Oilers Well, than the I Knights. think
0: they could put a little bit of a dagger into VGK. I think momentum-wise, I think this could really hurt VGK. I think the Golden Knights are putting a
1: lot, a lot of time and effort into this. But if game. the Golden Knights lose to the surging Oilers and they win their 17th game in a row, you're supposed to lose to a team like that on a winning streak, especially when you don't have Shea Theodore and Jack Eichel and – you know, William Carlson, who is his first game back. You're supposed to lose that game tomorrow nights, But just okay. what if the Golden Knights didn't lose that game tomorrow night and slow down? It would remind the Oilers that the Golden Knights still got the upper hand. Coming up next, a look at the month ahead for VGK.
0: We'll get to that. We return right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. It is Super Bowl week. Cannot wait for Super Bowl Sunday and make sure that you celebrate by going to FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you like uh, Super Bowl Sunday, like we do as well, it's all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super duper bets. FanDuel has so many things and so many ways that you can end the season on a winning note. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl, and currently, the odds have San Francisco, the 49ers now, the team that's practicing at UNLV, as a minus two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, FanDuel has these bets for you, which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you will get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel.com slash Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Welcome back, Locked On Golden Knights, this Monday morning super-duper edition of Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Gallick, of course, reporting live and then to tape. I like that, live to tape. I did see uh, FanDuel has a huge presence on Radio Row, so they have a huge booth. And I'd like to welcome some of my media friends who came into town already. I was out there on Radio Row, just people checking out where they're going to be broadcasting from. Really cool. Great environment there. And I'll be in and out uh, during the course of this week and in and out of this show, I think, too. I'll be here, but I won't be here. And with that being said, I did not watch one ounce other than the amazing Kucherov highlights, which I really thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, I don't even know what happened in the All Star game. Did you watch the game? I, Austin I Matthews'
1: nothing. team won both of the both Not of the quarterfinal or semifinal games. Went to a went to a shootout, I believe. He had some good comebacks. It was, I mean, the All Star game itself. It's like a three on a scale of one to ten. It's boring hockey, but uh, mm-hmm. major props for the skills competition. Definitely enjoyed the skills competition outside of Kucherov making a mockery of it. Um, but. It was revamped. Connor McDavid did have a big influence on everything, which obviously McDavid won it. So go figure there, Tony, as your hat says. So, but it was fun. It was it was fun to watch. And I felt like for a while they were trying to make a show out of the all-star game and take away the hockey side that really took a new um a a, a turn, I guess, in the Vegas All-Star Game. And then this year, instead of making the All-Star Game a show or the skills competition, a show, they let the players put on a show. They let the players do what they do best. And as a return, I think the NHL was rewarded as far as ratings and things go. And the feedback was much, much better as it has been in the past. So, you know, the NHL got it right. And now I think we're going to be three years without an all-star game because of international competition coming up again. That's another segment. Another Another segment to talk
0: about. That's on on the napkin. That's on the napkin. Uh, so tomorrow's still, show, we're going
1: to have the preview. We're going to have uh, the international games. And what was the – I already forgot the other segment. I didn't write it down. About Carlson being on the fourth line as the center there. Uh,
0: I still <laughs> believe that a lot could hinge – you Oilers. might beg to differ. A lot could hinge on the Tuesday game against the Oilers as VGK tries to break that 16-game win streak of Edmonton. Uh, it could build, I, I think it could build momentum for the Vegas Golden Knights. And on the downside, uh, I think it could go and set them back a little bit. We'll have to see how that plays out. Uh, Not a real difficult schedule, as you mentioned, for the month of February. Uh, They are off again on Valentine's Day, as usual. Uh, And so they're at Arizona after that. They host the Wild and the Hurricanes. And then they're off to San Jose. And then we've got VGK against the Preds. The Maple Leafs, then they have a tough road swing to end the month. It's a five-game roadie, as they say. Um, And so you've got Ottawa, you've got Toronto, Boston on the road to end this month ahead. And the schedule gets difficult later in the month, but VGK could stock some points. They could really put away some points here um, if they play with a lot
1: of intensity and pay attention to all the details for sure. Yeah. I mean, this is where the Golden Knights really got things going last season. It was really a very carbon copy, right? You had Mm -hmm. outside of goaltender injuries, which you did not have just yet. um, You did have other injuries. Mark Stone obviously being the key injury. Shea Theodore had just returned. I'm sure there's other injuries if we go back from a year over year perspective. Now you're without Eichel, you're without Theodore, you're just getting Carlson back, you're without some complimentary players. So, if the Golden Knights can certainly find a way to bank, I mean, it's a 10 game, it's a 10 game month, five home, five away. Um, I got the line at about 12 and a half points for the season or for the month, um, but I would not be surprised if the Golden Knights got 14 or 15 points. This is where you will see the Stanley Cup pedigree make its return as far as what the Golden Knights can do as the games get more intense. You know, you look at the Oilers, they're playing magnificent right now. I'm not going to knock anything about the Oilers. What I'm going to question, do they have the additional gear? Yes, they won 16 regular season games in a row. Fine. As the games get more important, can they shift it even into another gear? Because, you know, the Golden Knights will, you know, the Avalanche will. Um, The Dallas Stars even might have a little more of a gear than the Oilers. This is where uh, rookie coach Knobloch, you know, I don't care if you got McDavid and Dreisaitl, but this is where that rookie coach is going to have to figure things out fast if they do wish to make good on those Stanley Cup or bust claims. But back to the month of February for the Golden Knights, it doesn't look too difficult. They've got three games and they got four days off. Uh, the back-to-back is barely a back-to-back in San Jose, back home against Nashville. That's uh, so games weird. every other day after that for a couple of days. So, yeah, there you Great. go, Tony. So, if the goalies can find a way for 14 points, that's a really good month. Um, if it's only, you know, 10 points, I'm not feeling too good about that. But I wouldn't be surprised if they got to 15 or greater points. I re- it really, really would not be a surprise.
0: So, you're setting the total, the
1: line at what?
0: 14 and a half. 12 and a hook? half
1: is my line. 12 and a half. half is my line. If I'm booking this thing, 12 and a half is the line. I would comfortably take the over if I'm seven. How many the games line. are there?
0: How many games? Ten. 20 ten points. Games, 10 games. 10 games. 20 points on the line. 12 and a 12 and a hook
1: is kind of low. I'd put that Ooh, line at 13 and a I think it's a, a reasonable. I think it's re- I think it's reasonable. I'm I'm juicing the over, right? I'm I'm making you pay about minus 140 if you want the over. And I'm I'm to give you about the over on that cheapo line. That's a Yeah. A, yeah. I'm a sharpie. Team. Oh, I know yeah. I know that that's I know a great I know a great sports book that would put that line out there. I know oh yeah. Oh yeah, it rhymes with uh never no, we 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 have a sponsor I can't say. It's not our sponsor. It's definitely not our nope. sponsor. We appreciate everyone tuning in. Thank you so much. Tomorrow the preview
0: of that Edmonton VGK game which I think could be a barn burner in the VGK barn. We haven't used the term barn yet this season have we i don't know uh in any event make sure that you tune in on fridays to wtf that's what the friday and of course on saturday it's the chris times chris show on youtube that's an exclusive there please subscribe to our youtube channel welcome to everyone all the media folks that are trickling into town for the big big game i'm gonna call it the super bowl because what are they going to do? Cease and desist us right now? They got too much going on. Uh, and thanks to our everydayers, of course. You make this show tick. For my man, Chris Collick, I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. And please take care.